welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 93, Manliness. About two months ago, I was having a conversation with a couple of the guys at my church. And we have this thing that we usually do where after services, we'll all sort of congregate around my car and just talk for a little bit. Sometimes the conversations go on for hours. Sometimes they're 15, 20 minutes and people have places to be, right? Just having some quality time with your brothers, if you will. Well, during one of those conversations a few months ago, one of the guys told me about this organization, I think you can call it, called the St. Paisios Brotherhood. And I don't know what it is exactly that they do. I've, I've looked into it a little bit. And it, it seems to be this organization that's run by a number of priests who are trying to reestablish masculinity in our culture, specifically in Orthodox culture. They're really pushing for men to be men and to teach men how to be men. And of course, you can see why this would be very interesting to me because that's essentially exactly what the warrior king project is as well, except they're approaching it from a more spiritual perspective. I wouldn't say that the Warrior King project is spiritual per se. I'd just say that every man has to be Orthodox, or at the very least Christian, but definitely you have to be Orthodox. So a lot of what we talk about does center around scripture. It's just a given, right? That doesn't mean that this is a spiritual project. But the St. Paisios Brotherhood is absolutely, explicitly, in every conceivable way, a spiritual project. Now, that being said, the reason I'm bringing this up is because they have a big, bold quote at the very top of the sort of about page where you can read about the project and find the links to their various social media and platforms where they give talks and those kinds of things. And the quote is so good that we are going to do an entire field log just on this quote. The quote is obviously from St. Paisios, who is the patron saint of the project. Very, very amazing saint, very recent saint, a lot of good talks from him that have been transcribed into books and those kinds of things. I've heard a number of them on YouTube, read by other people, and I really should dig deeper into his material, as should we all, I'm sure. But the quote goes, manliness is when you give yourself completely to God. One more time, manliness is when you give yourself completely to God. Now, of course, the argument could also be made that femininity, right? Womanliness, I suppose you could say, is when you give yourself completely to God. It's just to be fully human is to give yourself completely to God. But the idea of the quote is same as the idea with the warrior king ethos is when you're addressing a particular group, you don't feel the need to qualify everything, right? If I say to men, Men really have to budget and make sure that their finances are in order. That doesn't mean that women shouldn't. It just means I'm addressing this particular group. So I don't know what the context of this quote was, but I imagine that St. Paisios was talking to men or talking about masculinity or manliness, as is the translation they're using here. But what does that mean? Manliness is when you give yourself completely to God. What are we talking about here? Well, if I were to be bold enough to interpret St. Paisios' words. And as per usual, because this is a quote from a saint, he's a spiritual man, 
If I say anything that seems spiritually fishy, I am not a priest, I'm not a theologian, please talk to your spiritual father. With that disclaimer out of the way, if I had to guess. So what it, what it is that he's talking about, it seems very similar to what we say on the field log all the time. The entire purpose for our being as men, the entire reason why we're placed into the circumstances that we're placed into, why we do the things that we do, why we exist, is to give ourselves to God, to be one with God, to seek out God. That is our whole job. Now that manifests itself in different ways for different men and in different ways for men as it does for women. But we say all the time that your whole purpose of being is to be an asset to other people, is to be a vehicle that God can use to affect the change in the world that he wants to affect. Right? God could just snap his fingers, metaphorically, of course, and everything would be exactly the way he knows it should be because he's God. But that's not the way that God operates. And we know that from looking at the world. We know that from reading the scriptures. We know that from reading the patristic writings and the church traditions and everything. We know that God values our free will. That's why he gave us free will. That's why he allowed the entire world to fall into sin and to be tainted, right? Stained by the original sin of our ancestors, Adam and Eve. So with that, I guess suppose you could call it a limitation. I don't know if that's the right word, right? So I want to be careful there. With that rule that God has, that he respects our free will, the way he affects change in the world is by encouraging us to be the vehicle through which he works, right? We've had this example before. I think it was a couple of days ago, actually. I think it was relatively recently where I told that little story about the man on the roof, right? And a boat comes by and tries to save him because it's flooding. And he says, no, God will save me. And he does this three times and then he dies. And then when he gets to heaven, he says, God, why didn't you save me? And he said, I sent you three opportunities. I sent you people to save you. Right? This is how God works. Is We need to participate in God's work. God doesn't need us to participate in his work. He can do it far more efficiently if he just does it himself. But for our benefit, he allows us to participate. So it is for your benefit. It's for my benefit. It's for the benefit of all us men that we are allowed to give ourselves to God and to say, thy will be done, right? I've brought this up before. It was a couple of months ago. Very scary prayer, right? It can be very intimidating to say, thy will be done, because if you pray that and you mean it, you've given God license. You have used your free will to assent to whatever God wants. And then he might say, cool, my will is really painful for you, right? It's like the stove analogy. You touch a hot stove. It burns really, really, really bad. And then your mother puts some, like, I don't know, rubbing alcohol or neurosporin or whatever on it. And it burns. And she says, this is for your benefit, but you don't understand. Right? You're too young. You're too immature to understand. A lot of times that's how it is in life for us. Is that when we start doing God's work, life gets difficult. Right? The warrior king life is not easy. Right? It's, 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 it's full of contradictions. In many ways, it's like, okay, build your wealth, invest time. But don't get attached to your money. So you have to do things that are uncomfortable, like living well below your means and sleeping on the floor. And, you know, episode on that a couple of days ago. Go check that out if you haven't already. So that's how manliness expresses itself. It's not manly to do what you want. It's manly to do what God wants. And this actually makes perfect sense if you visualize it, right? If you have even a remotely spiritual view, right? And of course, when you're, if you're listening to this, you are a Trinitarian Christian, you are a creedal Christian, 
preferably orthodox, you really should be orthodox. But if you're not, any of those things, if you just stumbled in here, first of all, welcome. It's good to have you. If you stumbled in and you have even a remotely spiritual worldview, I want you to imagine what does a strong, powerful man look like? What qualities does he have? Well, first of all, strength, right? Patience, right? He's, he's, he's generous. He is self-sacrificing, right? He spends money and time and effort and energy on the people he loves. He picks up their burdens. He's wise. These are the qualities of a spiritual man. These are not the qualities of a secular man. Some of them may be in their, you know, roughest forms could be attributed to some secular men. But the full picture of a very masculine man is someone who is steeped in tradition and values things like honor and dignity, right? These are transcendental categories. These things are not tangible. They're not real. And a little side note on this, if you are an atheist, you have neither the luxury nor the authority to believe in things like dignity, right? You can't touch, touch dignity, can't measure it. It's not empirical. Believing in it, it is a construct. It's not real. You are not being intellectually consistent. If you're an atheist and you believe in things like morality. Now, of course, most of us, well, I would say even all of us, at our core believe these things because we have a spiritual core. We have a soul. But all, all of that to say that I think the first thing we need to think about when reading these amazing words from St. Paisios of Athos Manliness is when you give yourself completely to God. First thing we need to think about is, does this align with what we've been talking about for the last 90, what is it? 93 episodes. And it absolutely does, right? This is always good, right? It's always good when things like this happen, when stuff that I've been spouting into the microphone is actually validated by people who are far wiser and holier than I am, right? And we're just all trying to figure this out together. I know that. But it aligns. We know that masculinity is characterized by sacrifice. We have a field log on this, right? It's called Sacrifice Yourself. Listen to that if you haven't already. You can scroll back, you can find it. So giving yourself to God means that God now has license to give you to other people, right? He will put people in your life who have needs that you can meet, right? He will introduce men into your life and give you the ability to guide them, right? To pay it forward, if you will. We have a theologue on that as well. He will also do the other, you know, the flip side of that as well, of course. He'll put men into your life, men and women, you know, everybody, people into your life who are going to help you grow as a man. But the thing is that when you give yourself to God, God will give you to other people, right? I've noticed, I was having this conversation with somebody a couple of days ago, that... I wasn't always a person that I'm very proud of now, right? And we've all made these kinds of mistakes, especially in the modern world with the lack of guidance and the lack of strong masculine figures. I, for example, grew up without a father. That's why this topic is so interesting to me. That's why the Theologue exists and the Warrior King project exists. This stuff exists because I had to work so hard to try to figure some of this stuff out. And, you know, thank God that he kept sending me men who'd given themselves to God, right? My godfather, who's a very old priest, I've talked about this before, incredible man, very wise man. My priest, who's also an incredible person, you can't get around liking him. Other priests I've met, right? Other men I've met, younger than me, older than me, it doesn't matter, is that he kept sending people my way who kept recommending books and, and, 
and practices and giving insights and those kinds of things. And then I was able to build that up slowly. So now that we as men living the warrior king life can sort of discuss these things and think about these things together. So the natural question that flows from all of this, of course, is if manliness is giving yourself completely to God, how do you do that? Now, at this point, we're in a very spiritual topic and see the disclaimer in the show notes and what I said earlier, right? I'm not a priest. So if you want actual good advice on this, please go talk to your priest about this. But I can pass on wisdom that I've gotten, right? From my priest and from men who are more spiritually advanced than I am and maybe pepper in some of my own discoveries that I've made over the years. Giving yourself to God, right? I always say that that will be done as a scary prayer. I even said it 10 minutes ago. Something that my priest says when he talks about the Lord's Prayer. It is a scary prayer, but you need to pray that first. That's where it starts, right? Is it starts with prayer and, and you know, really it ends with prayer too. Like prayer is there at all times, but it starts with prayer. The first thing you do when you want to make a change in your life is you pray about it, right? And, and this is not very controversial. I think we can all agree with this. Not only do you pray about it, but you ask other people to pray for you, right? The more prayers you have, the better. You can never have too many prayers, right? Prayers compound. I don't know the exact method by which they do it. This is a mystery, right? We're not Catholic. We don't try to figure everything out and then put everything in its place at all times. This is a mystery. I, I don't know if it's like, you know, once you hit 30 prayers from X amount of people, then it counts, but it doesn't work that way. It's just the more people implore God for something, right? Like, let's say I'm struggling with something. I'm struggling with being a man in some way or another. Maybe I'm not being disciplined enough, or maybe I'm not being pure or chaste or something along those lines. Maybe I'm drinking too much, something along those lines. Or maybe you're struggling with something else, but you know, whatever it is, you ask other people to pray for you and to pray that God has mercy on you, right? We don't just get God's help without asking. And I mean, sometimes we do maybe. And again, we're getting into spiritual points here, so I'm not exactly sure. But as far as I understand, you need to ask for it first. That's, that's the way I understand it. But please double check that. I heard this story once, and I think I've referenced this maybe a week or two weeks ago in one of the field logs, where there was a young monk who prayed to God to take his passions away. Right? He said, God, please, I'm struggling with these passions, whatever they were. Maybe it's anger, maybe it's lust, I don't know. The story doesn't specify. But he prayed to God to take these passions away from him. And God actually did it. Right? He just, just took his passions away. They were just gone. And the man was ecstatic, right? He didn't feel this compulsion to sin anymore. So he ran to his elder and he said, Elder, you're never going to believe this. I prayed to God that he take my passions away. And the elder says, Well, you better pray that he gives them back. Right? And of course, the monk is confused, thinking that that's the whole point. Isn't purification the whole point? Well, as the elder explains, without your passions, how can you ever be sanctified? Now, the moral of this story, or the lesson from this story, is not why I bring it up. The reason I'm bringing it up is because the man had passions, and then he prayed to God to take those passions away, and then God did. Right? God, God knew how it was going to play out. Right? He understood that this was a very valuable lesson for the monk, that he was going to take the passions away so that the monk would run to his spiritual father, and that his spiritual father would then be able to explain to him that the passions are actually serving a purpose, right? And that larger lesson for us is that our suffering serves a purpose, right? Our struggles serve a purpose. We need them to become who we're supposed to be, 
They just, they have to be here. But God didn't just take them away without the prayer, right? It's very pleasing to God when we ask him for things, right? Because it's the prayer that that is really one of the big elements of the relationship we have with God, right? Among other things, right? The sacraments, marriage, holy communion, baptism, those sorts of things. But prayer is a big component, right? In fact, it, you know, thinking about it, I think it's the most common component, right? The most frequent. St. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing, right? In reality, our goal should be to be in prayer constantly, 24-7, really 24-7, not just while you're awake, not just while you're in your prayer corner doing your daily prayers, but at all times, right? That's what we're called to do. And that's why the Orthodox Church has given us tools like the Jesus Prayer, right? Where you pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, right? My priest once said that the entirety of the gospel, the entirety of Christian teaching is summed up in this one prayer. And you can even shorten it, right? To just, Lord, have mercy. That three-word sentence contains the entirety of the gospel. Lord, have mercy. But when you pray the Jesus prayer, and if you're curious about this, if this is something that's new to you, maybe you're a catechumen or maybe you're not orthodox, there's a fantastic book on this called what is it? The Way of the Pilgrim. And I'll link that in the show notes below for you. So that you can get a copy of that. It's a very small book. I read it very early on when I was just a catechumen and definitely had a really big impact on me. But the idea is essentially that you start praying this prayer very frequently and you usually use something called a prayer rope. It's this kind of looks like prayer beads you might see in other religions, but it's a piece of rope that's tied and the knots are your beads. And the idea is essentially that if you keep doing this, eventually, and you, you, you sync it up with your breath, eventually your breath kind of becomes a prayer. And then you'd be praying at all times. You're constantly breathing and your, your mind is constantly on God. No matter what it is that you're doing, you'd be praying and thinking about God all the time. And then when you're sleeping, I think that the idea is that you'd be doing it while you're sleeping as well. With that little aside out, out of the way, prayer is the, the most frequent component of our relationship with God. So if you want to give yourself completely to God, it appears to me, and again, check this with your priest, please, appears to me that it starts with prayer. So first thing you pray is, you know, if I were to pray for this, I would pray something like, Lord, give me the strength to give myself completely to you, right? I just, not even, I'm giving myself to you, but give me the strength to do it properly, right? Allow me to do this because I don't even think I have what it takes to do it yet, to give myself completely to God. And it would probably start there. And then beyond that, again, leaning on the wisdom that's been handed to us through the holy traditions that we have, then you follow the church disciplines. Or maybe not then, you probably do it in tandem. All of the things that we talk about all the time, all of the asceticism that we talk about all the time, right? Prayer, of course, is one of those elements. But fasting, right? Fasting is one of the ways we give ourselves to God is we basically acknowledge every day that we fast, we say that I'm going to give up things that I enjoy. And if you're an athlete, which you should be if you're listening to this, if you do weight training, you're going to eat in a way that sort of diminishes your ability to achieve the results that you want in the gym because you're saying God is more important. So we have fasting. And then, of course, the big third one, what's, what's the three, right? Prayer, fasting, almsgiving, right? You give your money away to the poor. This is a way that we show love to other people. And the Lord tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we do the things the Lord commands us to do. It's as simple as that, right? And 
I think everything I said just now was leaning on the wisdom of other people who are qualified on this. But again, for the 10 millionth time, please check with your priest if anything I said was weird or unclear or seems wrong. And also let me know so that I will know for the future. But that's what we're told to do by St. Paisios. Is that if you want to be a real man, you give yourself to God. You pray, thy will be done. You basically, you follow the example of the Theotokos, right? The holiest human being to ever walk the face of the earth. The example for all Christians who is our spiritual mother for everybody. By her prayers, you, we ask her for her intercession because her prayers to her son are very efficacious. She said, what is it? Uh, let it be done unto your maidservant or let it be done unto the Lord's maidservant as he desires. Something along those lines. That's, I butchered that quote. But when the archangel Gabriel came to her and said, you'll conceive a child, she said, yes, I'm fully on board. So I think that's probably something that we need to be praying, it seems to me, following her example as we're told to do. Let it be done unto your servant as, as you wish, right? God, let it be done unto me as you wish. And when you start to, to think that way, you start to pray that way, and I can say this, this piece I can say from personal experience. When you start to pray this, at first it gets really hard, but then it continues to be really hard. And it gets harder, and as you get stronger, it gets harder. And it never gets easy. But you get better at it. It's like weight training, right? The weights don't actually get easy. When I'm lifting weights, they're heavy. But you get better at lifting heavier weights. And it's the same way. You start praying this way, you start giving yourself to God, and then you get better at giving yourself to God. And when you're faced with some sort of, you know, dilemma, like what, what do I do in this situation? Do I do the godly thing or not the godly thing, right? Of course, we all slip up all day, every day. And that's why we have confession. But we get good at allowing God to give us grace and strength so that we can do the right thing. And there you have it. Now we've gone full circle, right? God gives us the strength to do the right thing. And that's why manliness is one thing and one thing only, is giving yourself completely to God, because God will give you the strength to carry out your duty. And give me the strength to carry out my duty, God willing. So think on that quote today, and definitely don't take anything I said today as gospel. I'm sure I've misquoted something or maybe said something wrong. Again, this is not my field of expertise. I have no authority on these things. I'm just a layperson trying to pass on some of the knowledge and wisdom that's been given to me I would recommend you talk to your priest about this. And, you know, I'm going to see my priest in two days for Vespers. I'll bring it up with him. Say, hey, I heard this quote from St. Paisios. Manliness is giving yourself completely to God. Do you have any insights on that? What do you think about that? And he's going to tell me something fantastic. I'm sure of it. A very wise man. But that's the task for today. We're going to think about these words, right? Maybe cover it some time if you want. Maybe not. Maybe just daydream about it as you're driving to work, as you're getting ready in the morning, whatever it is that you're doing right now. And we should all recommit ourselves to that, right? A lot of times it's very easy to get lost in the process, to get lost in the specifics. And, oh, I need to work out today. I need to budget today. I need to do this business proposal. I need to study my craft, work on my craft. I need to read this book today. But what are we doing it for? We are doing it to become more effective tools for God's purpose, right? This is one of the biggest things that people misunderstand about the warrior king ethos, about the seven commitments, is that we're doing this to be more effective. I am a more effective man today because of all the work that I do. I can walk into a church and visit a church and, you know, 
Uh, this happened a couple of weeks ago. I walked into a church and I got some candles, handed them a 20 and they tried to give me change. I said, I don't want your change. Keep the, keep the 20, please. They're just, it's 20 bucks, right? Having the freedom to do things like that, having the freedom to bless churches in small ways. And then as you become more financially wealthy, bigger ways and bigger ways, that's why we do it. To be a tool for God's purpose. If it ever becomes about yourself, you're messing up, right? So remember to check yourself on that. But that's it for today. That's, that's the thought for today. That's the task for the day. Just to think about these words, manliness is giving yourself completely to God and to recommit yourself to all of the ways that you can give yourself to God, right? You've been lax in going to church or prayers recently. I have this happen to me every couple of weeks where I'll start skipping morning prayers maybe or evening prayers. Recommit yourself, pick yourself up, pray for help from God. Talk to people who are better at it than you are. But remember that everything we do, we do to give ourselves completely to God. And that is the only measure, the only measure of who you are as a man. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.